And start lying now. Start lying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The life of the actor, it never ends. That's why you listen to Freelance Pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace and Friends. Oh, my God. How are we still alive? So much. Well, no, we are all dead, and the people listening to this are dead as well. That's so much has happened since our last episode. Oh my god, so much has happened. Let's give a personal apology to our Patreon subscriber, uh, Justin Zell. And I heard we have a my my friend Brooke told me that her friend is listening and likes our podcast. I think her name is. um, Wait, should I look it up on my text to find out what her name is? I should. Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice. Oh, it is Condoleezza Rice. I just want to say yeah, Condoleezza. Yeah, Her name is, you ready? She mm-hmm. says, uh, my friend Ellen just texted me. She loves the podcast you do with Chris. Oh, Ellen, Ellen Barkin. Yeah. Ellen Barkin. I am so sorry, Ellen. And what's our Patreon subscriber's name again? Justin Zell. Does the money still come in when yes, we don't do a podcast? <clears throat> but I have to give him a special. Uh, <sighs> you have to call him and say sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call Katy Perry and ask her to call him. I'm going to call Katy Perry Shark and say, "Don't eat me." <sighs> um, so we have been through a lot of things. I was in Scotland for two weeks, which uh, was very fun. He was uh, in Scotland. And then I and the, on did the, you have some haggis? The, uh, no, I didn't have haggis this time. I've had haggis a bunch of times. Haggis is very is a very unremarkable food. It's, a, it's something people talk about like it's some crazy thing. It's just it's just whatever. It's good. I like it. Did you have any any spotted dick? No, I didn't. Uh, but I did on the way out catch some spotted COVID. What you got so, some? So I. Like, I left uh, Edinburgh on a Monday, mm-hmm. and Edinburgh. then on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, I tested positive oh. here in L.A., and I was like, I definitely got it in Scotland, because Scotland had people sort of here and there being like, oop, I got it, and then they just disappear for a couple of days. Just uh, COVID. But I got the Paxlovid. Right away, and uh, I got a negative test by day six. <sighs> Did you no rebound. Rebounds? No rebound. Nope. I yeah. will say, uh, if you get COVID, I highly recommend the Paxlovid, except for the fact that it tastes it's like... It's awful. It tastes sin. terrible. Yes, but I will say, um, I know someone very close to me who had COVID, who got, Pax- who got the Paxlovid, and they got a negative test on day four with no rebound, and I got mine on day six, no rebound. So I mean, I, it worked very well for me and someone else. I just think that should be, if this worked well for me and someone else. That's well, it. I'm just saying we, we were both worried about there being a rebound and I was fully expecting a rebound to happen and it never did. Yeah. And now look at me. I've got a couple weeks of like full on BA5 immunity and I am using it. Going out there, coughing in people's faces. Yeah, you have to. Eating their coughs. <laughs> eating their coughs. Uh, give so, me some of your mucus. Mm. Ah. So, yeah, so I'm back from Scotland. I, uh, I'm, and I'm, I'm doing a lot more stand-up lately. And I guess what happened is over the summer, 
I had ah. a decent video from one of my shows. I used this video to submit to like a whole bunch of comedy festivals, and then I didn't get in all. I probably got into about half of the festivals mm-hmm. I submitted to, and they all are like happening now. Which means like I came home, I did a comedy festival in L.A., then I went to okay. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's... I'm going to Vegas Sunday. I'm going hey. to Durango, Colorado. Oh my gosh, going really? Back to yep. So you know, my aunt and uncle have a place out there. When are you going? Oh, they do. Yes. Um. Uh. It's like Oct- September 29th, October, th- September 30th, October 1st. Maybe yes. I'll come with you, and you can come. We can stay at their house, and sure. we can uh, do a podcast, and I can heckle you from the audience. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay, I gotta put that on my book. Okay, yeah, I'm put it in there. Is it nice there? I've, I've never been. It's incredible. I, it's okay. my favorite place. I want to move there so bad. It's it's a small, small mountain town, and my aunt and uncle have this place outside of town. It's um, they have a house and, and on top of like perched on top of a hill that they've owned for like thirty years. Oh, cool! And it's got this gore. It's just gorgeous, and it's the people are fun and. Uh, it is a hard town to get to. Uh, well, if you fly, air. if you fly onto Albuquerque, you can rent a you can car. drive up. Yes, you can drive up from Albuquerque. I might do that. Although I will say that I found a very cheap ticket to Denver, mm. uh, and that's about a six-hour drive. That's so far, you don't want to do that. Well, Albuquerque is like three and a half, but in Albuquerque is like two hundred so something. Further. Yeah. Oh, I just got a text. It says. Hi, Jason. This is me, Chloe. When you get this message, please text me back. I need to talk to you. This is the new wave of spam texts. I don't know if you've seen these. Where it's like, just, hey, I'm a girl. Text me back. Mine is like, hey, I miss you. What were uh-huh. we supposed to be doing today? And then it's like, wait a minute. Right. And that must send you a little shock of panic. <laughs> I got one that was like, hi, it's. I picked up the phone and I was. They were like, "Hi, someone's trying to buy your uh, Apple, you know, your ID. iPhone, iPhone. This, this isn't you, you know. Hit one." And I did hit it. I don't know why I did it. Like I knew it probably wasn't them. Mm-hmm. Like I know how I get sp- like fraud alerts. And then they were like. Hello, and I was like, "Yeah, I got this text that someone needed me was trying to buy a thing," and the guy just went click and hung up on me, uh, oh. and then started using my identity. Probably. Oh, nah. What was uh, that? What so, was that about? Okay. Uh, maybe they're just confirming that you have a real phone number, and now they're going to send you a bunch of spam texts. God, I hope so. Um, and so- she calls us back. Oh yeah, exactly. <sighs> and she sounds like. Missy Pyle. So, Missy, what do, uh, I saw recently you posted a photo that you've been cast in something. I, yeah, I feel, I like, feel kind of, you know, I, I, after I did that, I thought, like, what a dick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, let's right? talk about that. <laughs> like, why are you posting? And, but if I'm completely honest, I, I can't, I feel like I shouldn't talk. I think I... I think there was one person I wanted to have see the post. <laughs> First of all, what was the project? I am. A, I booked a recurring role on a new Amazon show called 
there's this guy named Harlan Coben who's a writer from New Jersey. He's oh yeah, shelter. he writes like uh, he writes mystery books, mysteries, and there's so it's, this is a young like a YA mystery show, and it's it's like the Mickey. Um, uh, Bolitar series. So Mickey Bolitar is like a teen whose dad disappears. But then in the oh. first episode, the woman's like, your dad is still alive. And he's like, what? Or his dad dies. He's like, what? Right. Girl disappears. And I am not either of those people. I'm not his dad. I'm, I think of Harlan Coben as being like he, the guy who writes mysteries for like your aunt to read. So I didn't know that he's doing YA stuff. That's kind of smart. My, specifically my aunt. Yeah. Your aunt in Durango, Colorado. <laughs> um, so you don't have to say who it is, but what is the nature of the person that you wanted to see this post? That you had a you had a streak of pettiness in you that you wanted them to see. A this streak post. of absolute pettiness. Um, I will say it's someone who. Uh, it's Har- it's Harlan Coben. It's Harlan Coben. <laughs> No, Harlan is one of those people. He's very prolific and he's very nice. And I had a conversation with him because I'm I'm actually doing seven episodes and it's kind of fun because I get to go back and forth to New York, but it's also hard because I have to go back and forth to New York mm-hmm. to work like one or one scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm only in like two two to three scenes of, uh, an episode, which is it's great. Um, but the nature. <laughs> Uh, let's just say, like, oh, this is way too much information. And then I was like, why, why did you post that? And then mm-hmm. I think, like, because I've been work- doing all this work on, like, like, how can you find true peace, Chris? You know, how do you mm-hmm. find real peace? And I think it's the idea is, like, you kind of got to, you know, you got to make like, part ways with your ego, right? Mm-hmm. But that was my ego, right? That was, I was like, okay, well, I didn't. But I did take Instagram off my phone for for a while. Oh, okay. But it was um, somebody who the nature of the thing is that somebody um, somebody asked me. Ugh, I'm trying to figure out how I can say it without revealing anything. Someone asked you what their name you rhymes. What you their name of- rhymes with Mad Mitch, Crad Crit. And we've been seeing each other. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> they, they asked you, what did you think of my movie Fight Club? <laughs> and you were like, well. Leave me alone. Please like, stop you, calling you, me. You'll never book a movie as cool as my movie Fight Club. I was you just looking at, I was looking at the... Uh, Home Alone Hall- 4, Hall- hello. Are you in Home Alone 4? Yes! Oh my sorry. god, Chris! I'm sorry, I haven't seen Home. I haven't actually seen Home Alone, so I f- don't think I would be able to follow. Is that true? You've never seen Home Alone? I've never seen all of Home Alone. No, I've only seen uh, when they go to the airport and they lose him. <laughs> and you get and it triggers something deep inside. No, of you. I was. I think something happened. I got a phone call and I got an I I watched that because uh, I think it's cool how they they do the thing of I, I forget. She's like counting their heads, and mm. then somehow it gets mixed up and i like that part (laughs) i'll watch it one day that happened to me when i was uh, a little kid my mom went to astroworld with my aunt this is before people had phones Mm -hmm. and they got to astroworld which is like an amusement park in texas chris and i both grew up at the same time in texas yes and astroworld astroworld no longer exists it's like a six flags it was one of the six flags theme parks 
Uh, now there's only five flags because there's no Astroworld. Well, it was originally purchased by Six Flags, but did not. Six Flags started in Dallas. Anyway, Astroworld is torn down. There's just a big flat space where it used to be. Why did it get torn down? Because it was just losing money. I actually watched a whole YouTube video about it. It just like wasn't profitable. They sold it to like a European theme park company. Mm. And that theme park company, I think, tried to run it for a little while. And then they sort of dismantled it. Like they took some of the rides and shipped them to Europe. Uh, but like the Texas Cyclone, I think, was just completely destroyed. <gasps> so, But I was always too scared to go on that anyway. Oh, I'm gonna I name used to some, love it. I'm going to name some Astroworld rides. You tell me if you rode on them. So okay. Texas, Texas Cyclone you did. Many times. Grease so Lightning. Very, oh, yeah, of course. Um, That's the one with the just a bit one loop, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Accelerate. Of course. Uh, I, mean, I wrote everything. The Sky Screamer. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wrote. Ah! That's me screaming. On the sky. Skyscreamer was like uh, just a thing that you go on it and it just drops mm-hmm. straight down. Horrible. Straight down. I mean, all these rides are now like even better at Six Flags here. And in fact, let's go. Hey, let's go to Six Flags. We'll do an episode from Six Flags. Sure. I hate, I don't really like roller coasters, but. Doesn't matter. We'll do it from the roller coasters. You won't even know it's happening. Well, we could also take Zoe to something like a Knott's Berry Farm. I have season tickets. Let's go. Okay. They have roller coasters, right? They have very tiny little child roller coasters that you oh, would okay. like. You I could, could ride that. on one. And we can get, I guess, berry stuff? Can you yeah, get- and, and they have like Yogi Bears there. Gotcha. And other things. Is that where they have Ninjago? No, that's Legoland. You know they have a, the greatest. Not Scary Farm is the best. That's what we should do. We should go to Not Scary Farm, do a live episode while we're walking through okay. uh, haunted houses and getting scared oh by God. actors. It'd be this sounds like all so of fun. I don't want to do in my life. And if you go <laughs> early, like they have literally, there are like they hire like thousands of performers for and if you get oh, there, right? You're saying, you're saying we could get jobs there. <laughs> yeah, we could. A, we could get jobs there. And B, if you go early, if we don't, just if we happen to go, we don't get a job because I have season a season pass. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go get scared. Like if you go early, they are really good at scaring you. So, oh, okay. And the what, what do you mean? What do you mean? They get bad later? In the they night? just get tired. Yeah, their voices oh, are see, tired. Like by ten o'clock, they're like when you come in in the beginning, they're like, Wah! and then by ten o'clock, they're like. Ugh. <laughs> they're just I, like a yeah just like an old person yes. um speaking of jobs uh the interesting thing that i'm I, i've started doing a little bit of like studying up to maybe do another software job because because you mentioned like if i was like for example there are a lot of jobs right now actually in, at universal they're doing hollywood or whatever horror nights or whatever mm-hmm. and i actually have friends that are like oh i'm being a scare actor at this thing right um like there's a lot of jobs available right now at a level that i'm uncomfortable taking mm-hmm. because like i could use some money right now um and honestly i could use some insurance starting january 1st right. do you want to um, get married to me i am already married unfortunately do you guys want to uh, do a triple a thruple a thruple yeah those those work out great generally <laughs> they are, but, especially Especially with people who are not 
really attracted to one another. Yeah. They're probably the platonic triple. Yeah. Well, actually, getting married. Yeah, actually, I wonder how many people are getting married for health insurance. Um, But like, there's a Yoshinoya Japanese fast food place near me. Mm -hmm. You know, Yoshinoya's like, and I like Yoshinoya's. Uh, It's literally like three blocks from my house, Mm -hmm. and they have a thing that's like every Tuesday we have come apply for a job. And I'm like, I would be, I would be totally fine working there, and I could get free food. Right. And do you think they? But do you think the food is? good well no that's not my issue my issue is working there and having people be like why are you working here aren't you the guy from superstore yeah you could be like research research imagine if imagine if you were working at a yoshinoya at your level of well i'm i'm not notoriety i'm i mean my level of I would, I would probably, if for me, I would go work in a restaurant where I could, I've been wanting to actually work in a restaurant to learn like how to prep food. And I love restaurants. I love working in restaurants. I love waiting tables. Like I, well, that's that's the thing is right now, uh, you can make really uh, good money in restaurants. I was going to say, Eric had his birthday last week for his birthday. We went to Gyukaku, which is a Japanese style, uh, barbecue place in, like Beverly Hills ish. Mm -hmm. And there was only one server from like two to 4 PM or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he had like so many tables. I was like, this place definitely needs another waiter. And I was like, this, he's making a lot of money. It's, it's not a cheap place. And there's uh, like waiting tables. You could make a significant income here in Los Angeles, I think. Yeah. You have to be so, how would you them. feel though if you go up to a table and they're like, "Aren't you Missy Pyle? Like, can you guess? Also, can you get me a Coke Zero? I'm I'm trying to to you know part Detach ways with my ego. ego, Chris. Well, this might be I a good would exercise. Be like, this would be good. I'd be like, absolutely, I'd love to get one. I, I'm just I just trying to put a little food on my table, and then maybe I would get who, who's the guy who was the bat the he was doing um, bagging groceries. Guys. The guy from uh, Cosby Show. Yes, and also and so by the way, sees I, me and then gives me a job. There you go. Oh right, but first somebody sees you, puts your photo on Twitter, and is like, "How know, sad for her." Star of Shelter. <sighs> Missy Pyle, guess th- number. I'm number thirteen on the call sheet. That feels very unlucky, right? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that it feels very low. <laughs> well, yes. They're low and unlucky. How many projects have you been number one on the call sheet? Very few. Very few. Like three. I've been on one on a short film. Uh And I actually did it. I kind of took this short film because I wanted to. Because I wanted to use it as an opportunity to learn what it's like to be that person. Mm -hmm. Because... There being one on the call sheet actually is a little different than just being like a hired actor showing up. You're, you're you are a little more, um, I think, representative of the atmosphere of the set. Like, if right. you're number one on the yeah, call sheet and you're a, you're a dick, you can like really right. ruin the experience for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's what I did. I th- I wanted to practice doing. That. You have to, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you you looking for peace, and then sometimes you're looking for not for for, p- for piss <laughs> to take the piss. So anyway, this is all just to say that I actually started taking an online course to uh, brush up some of my uh, programming skills, and uh, that feels like that. That feels like that's probably a better place to make more money. Well. 
the thing is, is I can make more money. I can do it remote. I don't have to show yeah. my face and I can avoid all these issues. And I used to do this kind of stuff for work and all this of it. And yes, I did quit it because I hated it, but it's what possible I could find it. Uh, I kind of more hated the place that I was working, but I, I hated a lot of the bureaucracy. I do hate a lot of like office culture, but if I can get a remote job, that wouldn't be so bad. And then I could also, I was kind of inspired because in Scotland, two of my castmates in Scotland kept working their day jobs while they were at the fringe. And one of them is a software engineer and he just brought his laptop and did some work during the day. And then he did a show at night. That you makes know? so much sense. I feel like that's a that's to me that feels. And here's the thing, like I somebody I was doing an interview and they're like, "What's your side hustle?" And I was like, "My daughter." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> or, I, mean, I don't you, know, you, acting you, is like my side hustle, but a right. side hustle is kind of important because you just never know. Like I remember when I went when we were at school of the arts, and I was in the government. Like I always wanted. I mean, I really kind of want to be in politics. Not, not, not really, because it's so gross. But like, I would mm. like to be to help affect policy and changes, and you know. Uh, but I, when we were there, I was like, we need to be. This is an art school. We need to be teaching people like trades, <laughs> because none of us are going to walk out of here with jobs, and most of us are going to have to go back to school to learn something else. And I really, right. we didn't have a computer class. I mean, this was, you know, we were writing on tablets with stone at the That's time. That's right. We went to we college, had, well, we had, we had the first School of the Arts computer lab, which I helped set up. Yes, I remember was, that you, you know, did that. Which is in a room next to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, our gym, our gym, there's a much better gym at School of the Arts now. Our gym <laughs> was the basement of the student commons that was like a linoleum tile floor with basketball hoops and the computer. We had a real gym. Remember like this sort of back area off of that, which were clearly just like storage closets. Didn't we play basketball? Didn't we have basketball? Remember we had basketball champion of the month? We used to do something like that. We had basketball and, and, and pool champion of the month. Pool champion. That's what we were like pool. Well, I now have a Papa shot game with two, baskets hey where is this do you want to see new? yeah is yeah, this new it? Well, i gotta take you out to the garage you want to see okay. it okay uh no i'll okay. see you later <laughs> yeah, yeah but, i just uh, thought well, I, I was gonna rent one for zoe's birthday party and it was like 250 bucks to rent it and i thought that can't be and then i went to the site and it was 220 to get their like low low rent model so i was gotcha. like so i bought it and it took me about three hours to put together i'm sure it'll and, fall apart how is how are you at this and how how is Zoe at this? Zoe is um she's getting pretty she's getting better. I play with my sister Meredith who came over yesterday. Mm-hmm. And if you get 30 baskets in 30 seconds then they they give you 15 more seconds and then if you get 15 more points or 30 points then they give you like another 10 seconds and my sister got 96 points. Wow. And I had, I had 45. Yeah, in your was, face. She put it so hard in my face. That's <laughs> who I put. You want to know who I put that post up for? My sister. <laughs> and then she posted a picture of a Papa Shot machine. Yeah, I have a picture of her doing the Papa Shot. It's, um, but I, I don't really, I just, social media is it. After I post that, I feel like, what a dick. I mean, I just, like, it's such a dick, but move. But it doesn't come across that way to everybody except you. I mean, no, to everybody except you and the person. 
everybody else was like, oh, cool. I like Harlan Coben. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, that's, are, you, are you doing an impression of my aunt right now? Oh, I like Harlan Coben. Oh, well, let me go let the llamas off my farm oh, here in Durango. <sighs> Nailed it. Is that, a, is that a Durango accent? That's a Durango accent. Oh, well, I'm I'm too poor to live in Boulder. Oh, 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 oh Durango's so much nicer than Boulder. Oh, really? It's so much, there's just so many less people. And, you know, I just want to live somewhere where there aren't any people. And I was supposed <laughs> to go for a week. I was going to be there coming home today, but I got this job and we couldn't go. Oh, when it, so when are you leaving for this job? Or have you already started this job? I've been going back and forth already. So I go... The, the cool thing, it's such a cool gig for me right now because I'm not a series regular, but I'm in seven out of eight episodes, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they fly me back and forth and put me up. I don't have to pay for anything. So, Wow. Um, and are they required to do business class? Uh, who wants to know? Can you po- just... Would you mind posting this for me, please? Yes. <laughs> they are required by law if it, in a yeah. SAG contract, if it's more than, I think, 1,500 miles, which it is. It's New York. That's so insane. Business. business class back and forth. I know. So I've, I've been racking up some miles. I'm pretty excited nice. about it. Um, and I know, I know, I know that, uh, that there have been times, I'm sure you're not doing it under this one, there have been times where people like will there's some way on some jobs to like you know what i'll take coach but i'll take the money difference that's that has a friend of mine told me that that happened once i think there was a time once when i got booked on a flight and it wasn't even business class it was like just last minute and i think they have to get refundable and i think it was like premium economy and i had to change it so I went online to change it, and then I changed it, and it was like four hundred dollars cheaper because I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I just put the money in my in your little credit for the account in the credit thing. So then I thought, well, I might look into that. But yeah. I am a little like nervous about flying right next to people for five hours. So it's kind of mm-hmm. nice to be in in the in with um COVID. with only with only rich people because <sighs> they don't get COVID. No, I mean if you're in the back of the plane for five hours, but I. <laughs> that that didn't read any different the way you just said. That. <laughs> I mean, I, I just mean if I'm back with the pores, <laughs> the broken people in the back of the plane. Uh, no, I mean, hey, hey, I'm I always flew, in the back of the plane. I just flew from Tulsa, Oklahoma, to LAX on an airline called Allegiant. And, oh yeah, uh, oh, Allegiant, yeah. Uh, which is a very inexpensive airline, and uh-huh. apparently they don't have any budget to put any padding on their chairs at all. <laughs> Their chair is just a metal frame with bolts sticking out of it. And you they cut and your you, thighs. Yeah, you have to you have to be bleeding when you get off the plane. Or... It was a two hour flight that hurt more than my ten hour flight from Edinburgh. But um maybe it depends. If you fly later in the day and it's hot, that's what happens. Because there's oh, there. Well also oh, is that true? Yeah. That's oh, why you want to fly early. If you fly earlier in the morning, you will have a much better chance of having a super smooth flight. I had no That's idea. That's entirely true. Yeah. If you have any other questions about flying or, or um, um, aer- aerodynamics um, and uh, basically just, you know, any kind of engineering, uh-huh. um, astrophysicists, physics, yeah. physics, astrophysicists, physics. 
Um, just talk to me. I know. Okay, cool. A little bit about everything. Uh, so You're born with all the answers inside of you, Chris. You just have to find them. Really, we had E equals MC squared inside of us this whole time. The whole time. And only one person actually figured it out. <laughs> only one person. Other was... people figured it out, but they didn't call it E equals MC squared. Right. They called it. Here's my vaudeville production of <laughs> Mame. <laughs> And, or Shadow of a Gunman. Yeah, it was Shadow um, of a Gunman by Sean O'Casey. <laughs> we, we had the, the the physics theories of E equals MC squared in our production of Shadow of the Gunman. Yes, that was in my um, in my age makeup and my fat suit that I wore. I think we have talked about this production before, but do you remember how that show ended? With Nigel Warrington. Nigel Warrington, our, our Irish, or no, British, but he was living, he was teaching at Trinity College in Dublin. And he came mm-hmm. to School of the Arts to teach his, uh, to direct Shadow of a Gunman. Do you remember how that show ended? No. How did it end? Okay. Ended with Rick Steer and Benham Foster, I believe. Oh, you mean like how the play, stage play ended? They were on but, the stage, like, right? Yes. But what happened at the very end? They fell asleep in uh, twin beds. They f- like freeze framed like stared at each other in some kind of I don't remember what the vibe was of this last moment but they stared at each other mm-hmm. and they played some song about like Irish independence or something uh-huh. and the entire three and a half minute song played while Rick and Benham just stared at each other <laughs> the The end of that show was making the audience listen to an entire what a nightmare can you imagine so Ugh unbearable that's what a terrible decision what a bad director he also Uh, told me i had a behavioral problem (laughs) well he wasn't wrong about that (laughs) how dare you uh i think he told me look at uh, that he oh missy's holding up a little resin buddha i think or maybe it's It's wood it's carved into wood is that what you call resin no resin is resin <laughs> yeah, it's not resin it's not uh, resonating with you nigel warrington one of the one of a one of the initial people to tell me that i should not be an actor that i should be a director <laughs> or a writer instead. oh well i do think you would be a very good director i am a good director i directed a play at the sydney opera house boom sydney australia yeah australia when australia. you when- when we going oh, back? Oh, look, guys! At the end of the day, I directed a I, I directed a play at the Sydney Opera House. You did. That's really nice of you. Yeah, I do. Do you think people re- realize what sort of dialect coaching they're getting just by listening to this podcast? I don't. I don't think. I think this is. We should be charging people to listen to any piece of this because right. we are giving. We are really showing people how. To I mean, all you have to do is listen. Stuff. React yes. and do it in a different <laughs> but, dialect. But you have to react. Wherever you are, you have to be like... Just react. Yeah. Acting is reacting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you think for? about it, If you think about it, that's a weird thing to say. Acting is reacting because reacting kind of means like you... I know reacting means like you respond to something, but also the word reacting means you're doing it. You're acting again. So in a way, <laughs> acting is doing it again. Like, actually, acting that's true, too. Acting is re-acting. You have to, you have to react <laughs> many, many times. Or if you're doing a stage production, what if you're doing a, a monologue? 
reacting yeah. over and over again. Then you got to react and react. Um, so uh, I will be in Vegas next week at the World Series of Comedy doing stand-up. Um, you're going to be back and forth through New York. Where are you going to be next? What's the date? I'll you're be in Vegas from September. I'll be performing on September 11th. And then... Well, it's always a great... It's always a funny day to perform. But. Yeah. Uh, and then I... It's, this is one of those things where theoretically I could be performing later in the week if I advance through the days. You know, it's a contest. Oh, it's a, a contest. Okay. But I will tell you right now that I, I'm going to be performing on September 11th and I do not anticipate performing on any other days. Uh, and that's not because of any lack of confidence in my own comedy. It's because of the... Um, like it's like just the way this thing basically i'm going to this comedy contest and they have emphasized and, and almost everyone i have spoken to has also emphasized that have, has done this before that it's really more about going to the thing and hanging out and networking with other comics and other bookers and stuff like that it's not about the contest so that is the approach i am taking to this and also uh, i'm going to try to be different than i normally am which is be a person that hangs out with people. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds terrible. I well, don't particularly like <clears throat> hanging out with people. I, I think I'm, I'm a, like, I'm an, an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I don't particularly, like I, I can do it, but I get pain in my, yeah, it's just painful. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not great at this. <clears throat> so, uh, but this next week is going to be a little personal challenge to me. To see if I if I can talk to people, uh, mm -hmm. put myself forward, see if I can get some road gigs doing stand up at these places. So that's what this is about. I feel you. So come to I'm going to be in New York. Come to New York and we'll do we'll go out and we'll do a show, two person uh, show. Okay. Do a live podcast. We'll do comedy. I am working so, on a set for your show. When are you doing your show in LA again? Uh, there's one this Thursday. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it's tomorrow, September 8th. Uh, but there's another one October 6th, if you want to do that one. Of course I leave. The, that's the day I'm leaving to go to New York. September October 8th. 6th? Uh, October no, September 6th. 8th. I know, but do October 6th. Okay. okay. Uh, and so we want, we do want to get back on a more regular schedule of publishing this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, friends. Sometimes... Uh, uh, it's hard. Chris is in another country. Uh, <laughs> yes. I am not I am not in this country this home. My daughter's yelling at me. Sometimes you are papa shotting. I'm I, I, mostly I'm doing professional papa shotting in my garage. Right. Well, I'm going to be working at the Yoshinoya and you're going to be doing professional papa shot. Why don't I bring the papa shot to the Yoshinoya and I can give lessons? I on like papa this. shotting. Um so we're going to try to be, have a weekly episode come out so that Justin Zell gets his $5 worth at the Patreon. <sighs> okay. Um, right. We should but, also bring, who should we put, we, how do people reach out to us and send us a message? The, uh, freelance pretend at gmail.com. What about, do we have an Instagram page? I don't know if we do, but I'm, I'm hesitant, but I'm hesitant to tell you to start an Instagram page because you just deleted it off your phone. No, but you can, but you, we can hire Justin to do it. Justin will do it. Justin Zell. <laughs> right. Or Brooke's friend, Ellen. Those two people are listening. Also, I think my friend Lori listens. Shout out to Lori. Hey, buddy. Also, my yeah, friend, how's your new puppy? 
My friend Steven Instagram could do it. <laughs> What's Steven Instagram? <laughs> you know, he started Instagram. It's, it's named after him. I don't know why people think it has anything to do with f- photographs. Anyway. Um, oh so this is just to say that uh, in my goal... Is that part of get, your set? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I do a whole set as Steven Instagram. Perfect. It's like, hey! I'm doing this Justin Zell. You know, people... people go to Instagram and they envy each other's lives, that's because you envy my life. Steven Instagram! <laughs> I'm going to Durango, Colorado to play board games with Missy Pyle's aunt. No, they won't be there. It'll just be Doesn't us. Doesn't matter. I'm kidnapping Missy Pyle's aunt and bringing her to Durango, Colorado. Yes. She, she lives in Texas <clears throat> most of the time. I think they're out there. They're out there for the month of August, and then they're out there for like the month of January, and that's it. Gotcha. So we okay. can go out there and rent it for like 50... We can rent it for like seventy five bucks for the night. Okay. Um, uh, I do. Have and anybody else who wants books, to come? But, you yeah, booked hotel room already. It's like in ten days. <laughs> oh. Um, it's not the thirty first. It's like two and a half weeks. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, so uh, this is just to say that we we're going to be putting out episodes weekly, which means uh, depending on our schedules. Uh, on a given week, an episode might just be me. It might just be Missy. You never know. It might know. be just one of us with a guest, but we are going to try to focus on getting an episode out every week. So we, I think that... Uh, no matter the quality, we don't care about quality. We're going to just get the quantity out there. Yeah, because that, yeah. honestly, that is what podcasts are. <laughs> you don't care. You don't need to... It doesn't need to be... Well, there's two worlds of podcasting, right? There's the world where we check in with each other, we talk about what's going on with our lives, and that's what mm-hmm. it's a conversational type podcast. And then there is the 99% Invisible, This American Life, uh, serial right. type podcast where they take six months to put an episode together. I've and, been working uh, on this episode for six months. Right. We've been working on this. This t- this took us, and actually yeah. all of our voices have been uh, replaced by computer AI that we had to program. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Missy had to do a whole Papa Shot uh, training course to even talk about Papa Shot. I tell you what, if you give us an Instagram page, you can come, maybe you'll come over for the next episode. Okay. Not next week, but the following week. Yes. Come over. We'll do, we'll do a live Papa Shot. Oh sure, and I will crush you. <laughs> I have the Papa Shot. I am a here rehearsing Papa Shot. Uh, By the time you come, I won't even. I won't. Even, I'll blindfold myself, <laughs> and I'll still be you. Cut to cut to a pet being hit in the head by a Papa Shot ball. <laughs> and that pet is you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Missy. I think we did it. We're back on track. Okay, bye, friends. Yeah, that was great. We did it. Oh, did I'm it. also going to be in New York. For the Chiller Fest. It's actually in New Jersey, I think, in Newark. <laughs> actually, well, that's where I'm staying, is New Jersey. When I go, I, okay. I'm in Hoboken, overlooking the city. It's really nice. You're going to be in the Chiller Fest. Is that soon? But it's, 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 um, uh, it's a Galaxy Quest reunion. Oh, hey. Yeah, so it's going to be me. It's going to be Enrico Colantoni, who played... Um, mm-hmm. Mathazar. Ma- Mathazar. And then Jed Reese, who was Teb. And, um, oh, Teb. Yeah, and Patrick Breen, who played Quellick, and who Quellick. gets sh- shot, and He's Alan Brookman. I have always yes you as He's a so father. He's so good. And then Both's also Daryl Chill Mitchell, who played Tommy, 
is going to be there. Maybe the director, Dean Parasite, might come. Hey, nice. All right, maybe we'll go... some other people will come. I, I don't know. Tony Shalhoub, I'm trying to get him to come out at least for the day because he's mm-hmm. he lives there. And uh, I did a reading with him last year. We he played, I played Julia Child and he played my husband, Paul. Oh, so you saw Tony Shalhoub last year and you saw, did you yeah. also saw Rain Wilson again? I, I worked with Rain Wilson again. I know I'd had a two-person galaxy. Couldn't I? We're just think. missing uh, Tim Allen at this point. Well, and Sigourney. Sigourney and what's his name? Sam Tim? Rockwell. Uh, Rockwell. <laughs> what's his name? And Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Kevin McDonald. Who Wait. was the, who was the MC at the? Oh, that's convention. true. Kevin McDonald was there. But yeah, but that was, yeah, that was, he wasn't really there. That was like a one day thing. <laughs> well, that's a typical one on the call sheet thing to say. Yeah. Well, I was never, I think I was never like probably nine. I've, I've, I've been comfortable like seven to nine. Mm-hmm. That was more in the aughts when I used to work a lot in movies. The aughts. What do you think? Wait, what do you, the what were you on? Why the last man? Oh, I was probably somewhere near where I am now because that was a so we're cast. so we're in the like ten to fifteens right now. Yeah, I've moved. I've moved out of the top ten. Okay, mostly. well, we're gonna move up. Yeah, in fact, budget. in fact, we should negotiate from now on. Our roles don't change. Our pay doesn't change. Our status doesn't change, but our number is high, is lower. <laughs> I have written a part for you. Oh, in this sketch thing. In my yeah, in my show. Looking, with looking forward to it. You know, it's hard to say. Okay, but I will only do it if I'm zero on the call sheet. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We'll we'll do you uncredited. Yeah. Oh, I like that too. Okay, cool. Who I'll is it? Like... I don't know. It's just this guy showed up. I don't know who he is, but we okay. really liked him. He was very funny. It'll be like Kevin Spacey in the movie Seven. Spoiler. Yes, just like that. Just like that. I'm gonna model my whole career off of Kevin Spacey's. That's a right. great idea. Like, <laughs> I would just focus more on his personal life. I would just, well, maybe just stop stop right near the end. Model it. <laughs> stop. Well, no, because he did that to Anthony Rapp when he was... Anthony oh, Rapp was or, like a wait, teenager. Oh, wait, start, start. Well, then it's already too late for me to do that. I already... Yeah, you, it's that. already... Yeah, we, all of our skeletons... If, if, you've, if, you have a, if you have a dark skeleton, you know, it may come out. Mm, I, my skeleton you need to start saving your money. Bleach white. You know, Which reminds you, me, after this call, I'm going to order teeth whitener. <laughs> okay, great. This episode is brought to you by Chris's Amazon account where he orders. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. We'll see you later, later, friends. Okay. Bye, friends. Bye. You've been listening to Freelance Pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace. This show is a production of Invisible Treats, and today's episode was edited by Eric Michaud. The intro music is Happy Guitars by Ilya Truhanov, with vocals by Chris Grace. And the outro music is Cabana by Peter Spacey, both courtesy of Artlist.io. You can reach us on email at freelancepretend at gmail.com, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>